0: listeners welcome back big week here at dad bods and dollars greg you ready for week 12 i'm ready for week 12 big week we've been hyping this up for a while led, led you a little bit into this uh the dark waters if you catch my drift of what we were talking about last week in in the seafood industry um and we are we're ready to do it if the time has come let's get to it all right man well without further ado we are sitting down with Jim Salikas and Sabin Lomak, the founders, uh, Shark Tank success stories of Cousins Made Lobster. We got them. Interviews next. Here you go, guys. Grab a lobster roll and enjoy. Yeah. All right, guys. The time is finally here. We're joined with the legends themselves, Saban and Jim wow. of Cousins Made Lobster. Woo! We've, go had, on, this, go we've on. had this. up Woo! a lot. So. <laughs> oh, <stop>. Keep going. <laughs> yep. Woo! And we're just so stoked. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We just really appreciate you taking the time.
1: Our pleasure. Thank you for having us.
0: Awesome. So we're very familiar uh, with the brand, but just so our listeners can have a little background, could you guys kind of walk us through uh, Cousins itself and give us a rundown of what all the business entails?
1: Yeah. Jim, you want to start? No, I want to see if you can handle that. It'll probably be all. Oh, late. fuck. It's such a hard <laughs> question. It'll, it'll be an absolute mess. It's, it just strap oh, on your
2: seatbelts, folks, and try So and in,
1: ni- in 1981, uh, no, all right. Uh, so Cousins Maine Lobster is a uh, family-owned business. Uh, both myself and uh, this little little guy we like to call the baby cousin of the family started it in, uh, officially in 2012, although we met in 2011, uh, went out for dinner in Los Angeles. Um, Jimmy was visiting an ex-girlfriend. He called me. I was living here. Uh, we went out. We drank way too much. We conco- concocted an idea to uh, fly Fresh Maine Lobster overnight and serve it on a food truck. Obviously, when you're, you're drunk, everything sounds great. Um, but as it turns out, we kind of stuck with the idea. Uh, we worked on it for about a year without telling anyone. We launched uh, in uh, April 27th, 2012. And we really just basically hope to break even. You know, we hope to sell maybe 37, 38 lobster rolls a day, something along those lines and break even and have a passion project, keep our day jobs. As it turns out, the first day, uh, we sold, I think, maybe six, $7,000 worth of, uh, of food.
3: Damn. Uh, producers, producers of Shark
1: Tank uh, <laughs> sent us an email that night, asked if we'd ever consider going on the show. Two months later, we were partners Damn. with Barbara Corcoran, and now uh, uh, almost, what is that, nine years? I can't do the math, Jim, but you know, somewhere around there, nine years later, we've got um, close to uh, 50 units combined of food trucks and restaurants. We've grossed over. 85 million in in gross sales, and uh, we've got a pretty robust system now. 600 employees company wide, and um, still still figuring it out. So I think um, you know the one thing we like to tell people is we're we're uh, a good representation of what we think are blue collar entrepreneurs. We didn't go to business school. We didn't go to school for anything that we're doing. Uh, We're just kind of figuring it out on the fly a lot of times, but we're doing it in a good ethical, positive way. And I think that's the most important thing to to tell people. if they're interested in, in awesome. uh, fulfilling an entrepreneurial journey. So, so that's so us. Most importantly, whether you have two listeners right now or 2 million on this
2: podcast, they are <laughs> all sound asleep. <laughs> <laughs> asleep already? Oh, after listening to that intro, I was like... That was a
1: quick intro.
2: It was honestly like, like I was shushing the baby to sleep. I felt like you were shushing me to sleep. Oh, yes. <laughs>
1: Just kidding! Really yeah. nice, really nice. Fair enough. Oh well, I can't tell what you're saying at this point if you're being honest or not.
0: <laughs> no, I think that was perfect. That's the excellent. That's the rundown we needed. So uh, we wow. appreciate it, Saban. Thank you. Thanks. Um, I had, so a little kind of leading into that. What was life like before you guys decided to start the truck? So uh, what's up, Winnie? Yeah. Winnie, yeah. he's wrecked.
2: Yeah, the. Uh, I mean, life um, were were like Saban said. I mean, he Saban was working real estate in Los Angeles, and I was doing medical device sales in Boston. So uh we literally had our own lives doing um jobs that we loved and were passionate about in the sense that if you couldn't own it, we we really enjoyed it. Um it were, they're hustling jobs, right? They were sales jobs. So you had to kind of, you know, make it uh it's your own destiny. So as much more as you sell, the more money you can make, it's up to you. So that kind of was instilled through our kind of hustle and work ethic throughout. And I think the biggest takeaway for us was that we did jobs we enjoyed, but we also knew that in some capacity, whether it's together or whether it was lobster, whether it was Italian sandwiches, whatever it may be, we did individually and together have the desire to someday own our own company, doing something. Because we could take the positive things that we loved about how we were managed or our ownership and take that and make it part of our own culture and business. And the things we didn't like, we knew that we could um, create that own uh, culture or you know, whatever it may be that we would like to instill in our own team someday. So I think, you know, in our own respective jobs, that's kind of how it lended itself to uh, create a a pretty nice partnership of how we never claimed to know everything. Uh, Like Saban said, we could figure some things out on the the run. But at the same time, we came from jobs that gave us some, uh, empowered us to kind of run our own show, even though we didn't own it. (laughs) <laughs> and then we kind of knew what it would be like a little bit when you did it on it and how you then need to empower the
0: rest of your team and crew
2: that we've built uh, to feel that sense of, of pride and that they get their handprint on Cousins Maine Lobster.
0: Awesome. No, that's perfect. Perfect.
3: Uh, you guys have done an incredible job of scaling the business, uh, but can you talk to us a little bit about the early days of Cousins? I know that you guys were kind of talking about um, just thinking it up over some drinks, but... Any, any other process behind that?
1: So is the question what, what the early days look like or how we got from the early days to the, to the, to the next days?
3: Yeah, I guess just how the early days looked. If it was just you guys kind of out there making lobster rolls or. Yeah. Rolls.
1: Well, I mean, to, just to put it in perspective,
3: we, uh, I, I
1: stumbled upon a photo yesterday that pops up those things on Facebook and it was from, I don't know, 10 years ago or now, whatever the hell it was where we were in my one bedroom apartment in West Hollywood with my little tiny stove and we were practicing making the menu items and I think it was it was it's such a cool photo because it's really a good representation of what most dreams start like you know usually in your house or in your basement or your buddy's place or doing whatever the hell it is because um, you don't have the money or the wherewithal or the you know, or the, uh, confidence to really go all in. So there we were in the one bedroom, you know, making up lobster rolls, thinking this might be a good idea. Um, fast forward. taking The second step, which is, or the first step kind of, which is the biggest step, which is actually get a truck, or actually doing the first thing, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, the first step, which is the scariest step. Um, you know, we invested each $25,000 into the business, Now we invest, you know, money here, there, and there. We don't even think about it, but, but boy, that time it was really scary. And, uh, we were both working the truck. Jim was supposed to be being in Boston. So he'd be by coastal coming back and forth. Um, and you know, like I mentioned, we didn't go to business school, so we didn't know anything about insurance, accounting, money, processes, we'd go home at night and count six to $10,000 cash on my coffee table and go, what the hell are we going to do with this? (laughs) How does this work? It's a nice problem to have, but when you're trying to scale, like you said, you have to choose how you want to run your business at that point. For us, it was run a really clean, smart business, especially after we partnered with Barbara. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so the first, the first, You know, I'd say year, year and a half, two years were very, very uh, similar to that. We had a small office space where just Jimmy and I would go because we wanted the workspace. Uh, You know, it's probably like a 600 square foot office. That was our big splurge. Uh, And then we had our first employee. Then we had our second employee. And those were very scary hires because you're going, shit, now I have to pay for other people. (laughs) And then suddenly that just scales up, right? So I'm assuming if you talk to any person with any size business, they all started exactly like
0: we did awesome nice what made you uh choose the lobster business so you said you know it could have been italian subs it could have been anything like do you have a history of fishermen in the family or just you know the main vibe pulled you to it like what was the attraction for that
2: yeah it's uh i mean it's a great question obviously inherently in uh being from maine it's kind of like you know whatever you're from uh, napa and you think of wine or florida you think of oranges or you know whatever is kind of native to your home i don't think of oranges of florida well, you obviously don't have the orange juice called Florida's orange natural, whatever it is. Anyhow, um, the point, let you know, we obviously grew up in Maine. And yes, we had a lot of friends and family that would either do commercial fishing or uh, that are just leisurely with, I think it was a 20 trap limit, you know, and so it's always around you, like you're born and raised in it. And, and as we say, it sounds cheesy or cliche, but the reality is that we do these family events, the picnics, the 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 pool gatherings the holidays thanksgiving christmas um summer times and all there was always some trace of lobster live lobsters which our mothers loved to steam and just pick out and dip in the butter too much butter more chardonnay whatever it may be (laughs) or lobster mac and cheese recipes from our grandparents or lobster rolls so as we're sitting out here in la in 2011 drinking too many martinis we're like, well, hey, we could do Italian sandwiches because Saban loves Italians from back home in Maine. And it's kind of, I think, intrinsic to that region. But lobster rolls we found with a quality of lobster that we grew up with did not exist in our life. Like the food truck scene was booming. There's all kinds of food to get and all kinds of bars and restaurants, but you couldn't find that quality accessible in a massive city like LA. So if that was the case, what about all these other areas? If you weren't in the Northeast, you know, how could you do it? So we said, well, if we could recreate our childhood, if we could, uh, we were so privy and fortunate as kids to have the best lobster in the world, in our opinion. If we could give that to others, what kind of smile or emotional experience would that elicit for people? People that went to Maine, people that want to go to Maine, um, or people that just want high-end food. And so we kind of started in the very basic principle of saying, let's represent our home state of Maine. Let's try and, and do this on the other side of the country. Let's give people the best and let's see what happens. And really when we say we know what we we're doing, in a lot of ways we can. been, we said, this is customer service that we think should be the best. That we want to treat you like we treat our mothers. We want to give you a 10 out of 10 every time with a quality of food, we'll uh, chintz out on that. Um, and then we want to work really, really hard. And those things kind of started the, the ball rolling, if
1: you will. Perfect. I think the other thing that Maine, Maine represents, uh, especially for us is you know our childhood. And like Jimmy said, you know, we, we we had fond memories of growing up as kids, wanted to recreate our childhood, wanted to, wanted to uh, just have fun working together. And a lot of our memories reminded us of uh, lobster. We had no idea that so many other people shared those same sentiment. Uh, once we opened, now we do. People come all the time. They go, I used to vacation here. I love it. I used to go here. But when we, you know, if you grew up in Maine where we're from, you think no one's from there, just just <laughs> you and your friends. It's true. a very small area. Um, but we really wanted to have like that kind of uh, fun, nostalgic thing that reminded us of our family and our childhood.
2: And Dude, again, we didn't have any aspirations
1: of really making any money from it, so it didn't really matter.
2: Dylan gets it.
1: He's wearing an LL Bean coat. He's a good old I saw that, by the way. I saw that. <laughs>
0: Trying to it's get like some brown, get get a couple points from from the boys. I saw you know? that yeah. you,
1: right off the bat. I noticed right off the
0: bat. Play to your audience, you know.
1: <laughs> Very nice, well played.
3: Um, so I'm sure you guys have gotten this question a lot in the past, um, but just how was going on Shark Tank? What was that experience like? And then ultimately getting the deal with Barbara?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, we both hit this one well, you know, well, we'll both go because it's different probably pieces. But I think I'll just sit there and say, you know, the reality is Shark Tank reached out to us um, a couple times. times. Uh, we were just out starting our business um, and we were so much in our infancy that we said, hey, uh, we said no to them twice. We said no to a. Casting into a producer because we didn't know if we wanted to share our idea with others. We didn't know yet if we had enough history to validate a potential valuation or ask. Um, mm-hmm. And ultimately, we kind of wanted to make sure we were working on our business. But then an executive producer called us and said, if you guys don't do this, you're going to be making the worst decision in your life. So, <laughs> three months into business, we were uh, on the Shark Tank set, uh, shot it, it aired in the fall in October of. Uh, 2012 Um, but for for me and and us specifically like ultimately it was a game changer it's a it's a platform that provides you the opportunity to tell 9 million people throughout the country what you're about your business your brand who you are and your product Um, it was a game changer for us not because like it doesn't make you a millionaire overnight doesn't make you successful overnight and it doesn't let you grow your business overnight you still need to have the core competencies the effort the hustle the product and everything uh, because otherwise it just eats you up and spits you out, you know, like you put a yeah. target on your back, everyone comes out of the woodwork, either looking to buy your food or try and do business with you. So if you're not prepared or ready for it, um, you know, it, it, it's no different than any other business. Like it does not make you an overnight success. It gives you an opportunity. And I think we mm-hmm. took that very seriously. You know, we always like to say, and I'll turn it over to say, like, we prepared so much for that as you do for an interview, a new opportunity within the job, but we went on runs in LA and, Saban was trying to lose weight. But that was so shit. Um, and, and we just try and get the, we try and get our, our, our blood pressures up. And, and, the, and then you start the sirens in the background and we're doing our pitch back and forth to each other in those conditions. Just so that oh, we're nice. distracted when you're talking to the sharks, because it's intimidating. Uh, yeah. We're in a hotel room the night before and Saban, we're in the mirror going back and forth and save grabbed like, sounds weird, grabbed like a phone cord and wrapped it around my neck, trying to choke me, but just wanted <laughs> me to keep talking so that you don't kind of get. Uh, kind of you know, hot, like, huh? Exactly. <laughs> kind of it was kind of yeah it was kind of hot um, so I get it things we would do because preparations important like a simple subtle thing that honestly I feel most people didn't do we watched every episode of Shark Tank we did little white index cards from fourth grade which is as far as saving <laughs> made it in middle school and on <laughs> one side there's a question on the other side there's an answer like it's the basics but so many people don't know that when they go in about what Mr. Wonderful is gonna to ask them or what's yeah. gonna- so, sure, awesome experience, and, and Barbara's been phenomenal. So, that's my take on the tank.
1: It's a I give it an A. Good job, thanks, Abe. Hey, that <laughs> drink's getting pretty empty. You any do you have like some buzzer you can hit for like Erica to bring you in a new drink or a refresher? <laughs> I'm hiding in the kid extra kids' room right now, so they don't even know I'm here, <laughs>
0: <laughs> man. So, I've this kind of touch on this the shark tank piece. I've always wondered about this, like. What happens after the taping? So do you still have fairly regular contact with Barbara? I know she comes out and kind of does, you know, pieces with you guys, especially I've seen some of the videos, but like how how often would you say you still are in contact with her or the crew?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, it's in the show itself is incredibly, uh, as Jimmy said, powerful. And if you're lucky enough to, to uh, partner with any one of the sharks, you've, you've done really, really well. Um, we've heard unbelievable things about each of them. And we've had, you know, we've met all of them and we've had nothing but great things to say about them. As far as Barbara goes, uh, she's incredibly involved. It's not, um, you know, what we, we went in, we wanted Barbara because she kind of represented that maternal figure that reminded us of our mothers. <laughs> uh, we're both very close to our moms and, and and Barbara's different, but she still has that maternal kind of uh, charm. We lose a little bit of Sabin. Hey, Sabin, we lost you. We can't hear you. Hello. Yeah,
2: no, nope.
3: you're back.
1: I'm back. are back. I'm back. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. Uh, sorry about that one. So anyway, long story short, um, she's amazing. She's incredibly involved. Uh, we talk to her whenever we we need to, uh, and after nine years, it's morphed into more of a, um, more of a, a personal relationship as opposed to even a work relationship. So. I'd like to say we call her more for business, but we truthfully don't, whether it's a personal question or a life question, you know, throughout this time we both got married. We both have kids. I mean, at the time we there, we were, you know, we were single. So uh, just, just life changes. And um, she, she's provided a lot of, a lot of value, mostly as a friend and a mentor, but uh, she's incredibly involved. She's a a call or a text message away.
0: And it's been, uh, it's been really cool. That's awesome. I definitely, I mean, I, I have no idea about what would happen. So it's really, I guess, refreshing to hear that because I guess, you know, at a, from an outsider's perspective, it kind of seems like they give you the deal. They, you know, no. give you the hug on the show and then... No, not at there, all. So. And, and
1: the other the other cool thing about it too is uh, we're, we've become really close with Damon. We've been actually really close with Kevin. I'd say more so with Damon though. And, um, you know, just from meeting at various, maybe it's a barbecue at so-and-so's house or this or that. And he's an incredibly kind person. And, even he shows an immense amount of support. So there's a, there's a certain um, family feel within the Shark Tank family, which is I want to support, may not be my investment, but I want to help support Barbara's investment. And I want to help sure. these guys succeed and, and vice versa. So it's not just even her. It, it, it's really, really cool. I actually add to, like you
2: said, that that perception that you have is probably very real if you're watching, right? It's hard to get on the show. It's hard to think about being an entrepreneur and coming up with an an idea. And then if you get there, hard to believe that it goes that next level of uh, connectivity after. But I always say it's as real of a reality show as there is. There's no Mm -hmm. – you go down that thing and you sit there and, and then you talk. And it's your little pitch and it's back and forth interrogation. They don't edit stuff. They don't let you redo. Like They don't know you're coming all of those things make it for a very real presence. And then after that, uh, to Sabes point, you said, refreshing Dylan. like, and that's what it is. We learned very early on. Like if this lady sold her business for 66 million and is a celebrity, but is texting and calling and coming to my parents, house, was coming to our weddings, and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. That's refreshing to see. And that teaches us as you grow a business and, and anyone, it's a great lesson. It doesn't matter how much money you have, or if you grow a business, big or small, you know, how to treat people. And it's, uh, it's certainly, uh, grounding to to see that from celebrities
0: awesome
3: definitely it's good to hear that they also are friends outside the show because they can be yeah. pretty vicious when they're yeah. in the tapings together so <laughs> yeah
0: so you kind of touched on this a little bit jim which i think is awesome but and this is a really dumb question so now that people know you're on you're on the show do you ever do they ever come up and try to pitch you like pretty awful shark tank ideas being like hey so you guys you know know the sharks like let me throw you this idea we have
2: yeah, they they pitched the good ones to me and they pitched the real terrible ones to Saban. <laughs> no, you know what's funny is it is the reality is, it, and we always say it, is like we, unlike comparing yourself or thinking about becoming Mark Cuban overnight, if you look at Jim and Saban and you go and see us at a truck at one of our truck openings or in Venice at First Friday, like people that aspire to have a job or go on Shark Tank or, or start a business are like, holy shit, these guys, you can associate with them. They're relatable. They're here. They used to have one truck. Now they have 50. It happens over time. Uh, they're wearing regular terrible button downs like Saban is right there. You know, like <laughs> that type of thing allows people to associate with us and say, well, we can do it. We're just two dudes from Maine, like he said, yeah. and they can do it too. But yes, along the way, there are definitely people that will sit there and go, Oh, so you, whether it's emails or on social media or face to face, you know, Oh, I know you know the sharks so you are real close to Barb. We've got this idea <laughs> that you want to do this, you know, which just goes to show you if we get it, She must, these guys just must get bombarded all day long, which, you know, is good. It's the American dream, but they must get hit from all angles with people pitching
1: ideas for sure. I'm sure. The one, the one thing that we also get a lot is um, people coming up to us, telling us that they had the same idea that we have.
0: Oh, okay. Mm. Trying to steal your clout.
1: Well, you know, so I always tell that story because I, and I am always respectful when someone says it. So, so, you know, whatever, but my brain, I'm thinking, I'm sure you, you, I'm sure you did. You very well might have, you know, we didn't invent anything too, too crazy, but we actually did what we said we were going to do. And I think that's the message a lot of these people is if you have an idea, you just got to do it. You can't talk about it. So a lot of people come up to us and
0: say, I was going to do that.
1: Like, "Oh, maybe should have.
0: Yeah, should have thought about that.
2: <laughs> I had an idea to pour a vodka soda before I started. And was it did a you? four second pour or a six second pour? I said, I want to do a six second pour. And that's what I did.
0: Now look at you. Now, now you're here with us two idiots. It that's was a great. good idea. <laughs> I mean, another good idea. <laughs> awesome. So, so I mean, imagine the last few years have been a bit of a whirlwind. We talked about the scaling, but things have really kind of taken off. So, are there any highlights that stick out for either of you that like really kind of you know, set, set up or stand out and stand set apart?
2: I got one, I got one I sh- I'll share is, is to me is that, and again, it's like business happens over time. And I think for us, we've never been eager. Like we've never, we've always said this, we never chased the money. You never chase the bottom line. Um, we always kind of felt if you did things the right way, also very cheesy, but the principle of doing things the right way, treating people the right way, your customers, you're choosing the right franchisees and not just selling franchises for the hell of it to earn a buck, that yeah. business will follow suit. And I remember like probably four or five years ago, eh, maybe not even three or four years ago, I was sitting with Sabe. Uh, we, we used to go out to these dinners before COVID and, and once a month for kind of going up with business and cheersing because it took us a year and a half to celebrate Shark Tank. And it was the first month we'd done a million dollars in sales. Um, and now where we're at looking back on that very fondly, like, oh, my God, that seems so far in the past. And what a huge accomplishment it was then uh, in a month. It was, you know, just so phenomenal to cheers to that, like and saying, well, you know, we built this together with everybody around us. Um, so I think that in a numbers standpoint is one, but I think we never chase the numbers. So for me, it's more about you see like the franchise is growing. You see you're in another city. you see franchisees that are happy and have healthy businesses. and corporately, we have more and more people joining our team that are family friends or sometimes people we we didn't know. and they're just awesome, awesome people that work they're you know what's off for us um, because they're part of this this movement they they live and breathe it, that to me is our greatest satisfaction, seeing franchisees or our own team members going, I love working here, or I've been here for four years. I can't wait for the next 10. I mean, it's just really uh, a nice feeling to have. And If we can give back to them by creating a living and something that they're happy doing, it's great.
3: Kind of to follow up on that, um, just talking about the um, franchises and the franchisees, um, how do you kind of go about, selecting the different um franchisees and scaling that side of the business um well the
1: processes have gotten a lot more crazy over the last couple of years i mean when we first started we thought we had a pretty robust way of doing it now it's 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 a lot uh it's a lot tougher um
3: okay
1: you know we 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 try to we try to make sure that the people that come to us obviously are vetted from an ethical logistical business standpoint um we, we also make sure they do a lot of homework by the time they actually get to speaking to Jimmy and I, because we want to see that they're actually going to, they know what they're talking about. Um, so we have yeah. a person who represents us independently, um, who uh, will give people, you know, a list of questions and homework and things to do to see if they're actually going to come back and actually do the work we want to kind of, you know push you away almost as much as you can to make sure the people that are coming in, uh, coming back actually really, really want it for the right reasons. And then I guess really the most important thing, which, uh, is our, our gut feeling, um, you know, uh, obviously pre COVID we would do discovery days in person where we would go, we'd hang out, we'd spend days together, whether it's eating, talking, drinking this, that, um, learning more about the person and what really motivates them and, and the, why, why it is that they want to invest. Is it just money? Um, is it opportunity? And, and, you know, it, that usually will tell you a lot about a person. We have, we have people in our system that are, are, uh, or stay-at-home moms for years, and now kind of want to uh, reinvent themselves. So we have businessmen mm. who own their franchises, but now they're they're doing it with their children. You know, awesome. our, our guy in Boston, mm-hmm. uh, he uh, he's a very successful man, but he he wanted to get into the business with his children, and now he and his That's his three cool. children are running it. It's, so uh, we have a whole while retired lawyers or current ER doctors. Um, wow who are doing it for uh different reasons but that's really the most important part to us so okay we we are we're we're tougher now certainly than we were three years ago and we yeah. even more tough um we've created a family we've created this kind of fraternity sorority thing that um there's a lot of honor and a lot of uh pride in our mm-hmm. in our business so It's our job to make sure that if anyone comes in, it's like Jimmy and I and all of our team vouching for that person at this point. Yeah. Uh, So I'd say that's probably the answer.
0: Nice. I think that's awesome. And yeah, I'd watched the Discovery Day video where you had like people out on the bow, like, I mean, not trying to throw any shade at any other, uh, franchise based food businesses, but I don't think they take anybody out and throw them in the Grundons and put them on the boat yeah, or in the family.
1: part, that's uh that's a part of their training. Um, we usually try to try to get them liquored up the night before. So they're nice and hungover. Um, no, even better <laughs> And the last time we did it what our vice president was the one puking. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, You know, bringing them to Maine is an essential part of this, seeing how small the the community really is and how special it is, uh, what they're representing. You know, you put the word Maine on your shirt. It doesn't just, you don't get the perks of like, Oh, Maine, that's summertime. It's, it's fucking hard. It's no joke. It's blue collar. It's cold. It's all Mm -hmm. the things that um, uh, there's a reason why we're we're not there right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, and, it takes a certain grit to to be from there. So if you're going to put that on your shirt, you have to stand for something. It's really important.
0: I love that. That's awesome, man. So that was
1: inspirational.
0: You just yeah,
1: got, it was. I got chills. I'm like,
2: wow, you're really, really good. Soundbite.
0: bite. <laughs> I'm I'm hyped right now. That's that's the trailer <laughs> right there. <laughs> awesome. So I guess in my neck of the woods, the food truck game has seemed pretty immune to COVID for us to a certain extent. Have you guys noticed that with your franchisees, or are they kind of struggling depending on the area?
2: I mean, you know, knock on wood, we've been very grateful, uh, you know, for the for the food truck business, but also even our our restaurants. I guess the best way for me to say that is that when COVID happened, business slowed for sure in March and April. And everyone's kind of trying to figure out what's happened. How's this going to be? Whatever it may be. Um, But the reality is uh, food trucks are outside. They're where people can be comfortable uh, standing, you know, six or more feet from each other. Um, there's very few touch points. We have a custom uh, Cousins Main Lobster app that, you know, not to tell that, but it is just like the Starbucks one in that you you order it, you don't touch anything, you pick it up. It, it kind of carries you through the whole process, which has been phenomenal for customers and our team. So safety, comfort, uh, quality of food, that has all been very uh, nice to be experiencing amidst these crazy times. We are well aware about our restaurant industry in general and, and every industry that's obviously taken a hit. So, thankful that it's been pretty solid there. But even then, I would say this like, our restaurants um, are so small that they're like a lot of grab and go deliveries. You know, we we weren't set up in the way that we needed 400 people on a Friday night. Um, sure. But those are yeah. some of my favorite restaurants. You know, those are places to save and I love in LA or in Boston or New York. They're, they're really tight packed. So, like, obviously, we, Um, are fortunate again in that way. But I think the food trucks, you know, we always said eight years ago, nine years ago, does this thing have legs for the future? You know, and there were a lot of papers at the time talking about how this was going to be an emerging industry and how there was a lot of strength behind it. I don't think everyone believed it, but it certainly proved itself over the last seven or eight years uh, throughout the country. And this has been one place where they've at least been able to get, meaning the food trucks have been able to get good experiences in food Uh, to people that are looking for that safety and assurance.
0: Awesome. Um,
3: What challenges did you work through when establishing the e-commerce segment? Excuse me. Yeah, the the e-commerce piece. I mean, so that's
2: uh, a new, I guess, uh, hopefully to be pride and joy of ours. Uh, Literally just launched five or six weeks ago. Um, Oh, nice. Quite a lot of challenges. I mean, we have a brand new website that we spent 10 months building. Um, And within there, all the pieces of that e-commerce to hopefully make this a very streamlined, intuitive uh, process for customers, provide opportunities for uh, savings, um, knowing full well that a lot of people are staying home to order food. Um, But also it really works well with our trucks and restaurants, because you may know about us because you go to our Raleigh truck or our Houston truck or the Vegas truck, um, but then you want to send a gift to your friends or family that don't live where our cousins are, or you had our food and then you, you left. You live two hours away, three hours away. So it's hopefully trying to allow people that want Cousins Made Lobster to have another access point to it, uh, to send a gift, to um, really put our name out there as, uh, you know, what people hopefully can enjoy. But there are all kinds of uh, technology obstacles for sure when you're building a website and then even when you launch the store about what our customers What's the issue? How do you make it better? What are they looking for? What do you add? Uh, And that's a process that will be ongoing for us. But at the end of the day, we try to provide the service, the great deliverable and amazing food and quality that people can whip up in their own home. Even Saban. Take our lobster mac and cheese, open the box, stick it in the oven and 45
1: minutes later, like, wow. Make the lobster. The mac and cheese is complicated, but I can make the lobster. (laughs)
0: I'm going to throw a shameless plug your guys' way. So I... When I picked up this LL Bean gear uh, back in October, I had my first time going to Maine and, and experiencing it. So, uh, me and the GF been pining for some lobster ever since. So, I think I'm gonna. Hope right. she's not listening, but I might pick up the Casco Bay at home kit here uh, for Valentine's yep. Day. And do yep. a little, do a little of that for a special Valentine's dinner.
2: Day. Big move. I like that. You know what I'm
3: saying. So,
0: trying, trying to spice it up. Very,
2: very powerful.
0: <laughs> and.
3: Well, uh, we're just into the new year, uh, but is there anything on the horizon for the two of you and the business?
0: That you might be able to share?
3: Sneak peeks? I know that you just started e-commerce a couple weeks ago, which is huge. So (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I can't think of anything too, too spectacularly new. Um, Anything new this year? Mm, Nothing too crazy that I can think of. I think, you know, we're just trying to... um, refine always and make things better. That was kind of one of our focuses this year and our uh, December powwow, um, which was, you know, everything we're doing is awesome. We always want to get better. We're kind of not not stagnant, but um, nothing too crazy. Just um, continuing to represent the state of Maine in the highest uh, regard possible. That's that's the mission. And and spend more time with Jim. That's really what I really want to do. See, I mean, I it always comes more.
2: out in the end, boys. Cousins just want to hang out with cousins. They love it. Love it.
1: He's smart. He's dreamy, and he's he's Greek. So there's a lot of things that you gotta like about. I'll soccer. make you a schnickapina if you come over.
0: Checking all the boxes. <laughs> yeah. Man. yeah. Okay, fellas. Well, I just, just to wrap things up, got one final question if you guys don't mind, uh, and this is to settle a pretty hot debate in my house right now. But do you guys prefer the cold Maine roll or the warm Connecticut roll? And is there a right or wrong answer?
1: I was afraid of this. this There is a right. I'm gonna be so diplomatic. Uh, Yeah, the he just the right answer is
2: he he uh, your internet is so bad. There are there is not a Verizon tower in the city that you live in, and there is a baby's bed, but there's not a Verizon tower because your internet is so bad you chop out at the worst moments. But Saban said the right answer is it's a main role. And you're from Maine, it's what you know, and it's like a major sin if you sit there and a Mainer comes up to the truck and goes, what do you mean, Maine or Connecticut? It's a main role. And whether you're in Texas, it's a Mainer in Texas or Vegas or Pittsburgh or Columbus, it's got to be a main role.
1: That you know? all being said. <laughs> <laughs> the Connecticut
2: role is the most popular on pretty much all of our trucks and restaurants. It's warm. It's buttery. What can go wrong if you're my mom or my aunt? And it was
1: my idea.
2: crazy mom. <laughs> They love the
1: main
3: roll, chilled lobster meat, a little bit of mayo, um, and three bottles of Chardonnay. Hell yeah, that does sound nice.
1: Come yeah. say hi to the guys. Come say hi to my beautiful wife. Say hi. Hi,
3: everyone.
0: Hey, thanks for letting us Hello. borrow him for a few minutes this evening. Appreciate it. You said you. She
1: just made me. She just made me taquitos. Oh, I mean, nice. Oh, you no wonder. No wonder. This yeah. is the luxury. No okay, no wonder.
0: <laughs> awesome man. Well, again, thank you guys so much for taking the time. We can't thank you enough. This is huge for us. So just really appreciate you you know being on with us and wish you nothing but growth and success in the e-commerce business and beyond.
1: Likewise to you guys. Wish you, wishing you nothing but the best. And We're here if you ever need us. Congratulations on everything you've already done. Thank you guys. Perfect. Thank
0: very you very much. much. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Talk soon. Take care. Enjoy appreciate your taquitos. <laughs> All right, brother. All right. Welcome back,
3: everybody. Thank you for tuning in. And also a big thank you to Jim and Sabin from Cousins Maine Lobster, really appreciate them coming on, talking about how they were able to scale their business. It was great to get some um, insight there as well as some insight into um, Shark Tank. It was nice to hear that it isn't all hate on that show and that there's some love, too, because as it comes across on TV, pretty vicious. So
0: definitely that was some nice love. to hear. It. That was nice. definitely some love. All right, guys. Check Jim and Saban out online. Uh, CousinsMainLobster.com is where you can buy all the products. Uh, you can check out, you can find a food truck in your area. If there's one around, you can find one of their brick and mortar restaurants if you're around. And then also, like Greg talked about the e-commerce site where you can pick up fresh Maine Lobster overnighted to your house. And I'll be honest, this shit looks delicious. So I'm going to have to yeah. pick up, pick up quite, a, quite a bit, I think.
3: What do you, what do you have your eye on?
0: So they've got a family-style at-home kit. It's called the Casco Bay. It's got an at-home lobster roll kit, which gives you, I think, like seven lobster rolls. It's got crab cakes. It's got clam chowder, a big old thing of Maine lobster mac and cheese, and dessert whoopie pies. Like, I mean, that's everything That's a good night. That's everything you need, right? That's everything you need. And like Jim said, that and a couple glasses of Chardonnay, and it's game over for me. So I'm stoked.
3: (laughs) Dylan's going to be living his best life when he gets that.
0: Hell yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you guys again, Jim and Sabin. chill as hell, really support those guys. Get out there, find one of their trucks, uh, find a restaurant, order online, and, and uh, we appreciate it. So you guys appreciate listening. We'll talk to you next week. I also just want to
3: say um, for the drive of the week, the interview was the drive, because if you weren't aware, food trucks have wheels. Therefore, they are able to drive. Makes sense to me. But once again, thank you very much uh, to Jim and Sabin. And thank you to uh, tune again. Catch us right, next guys. week.
0: Enjoy your week.
3: Take care of yourselves. Goodbye.